All right, guys, let's get into it. Uh, welcome to Investing in Cannabis or something similar. We're going to do something kind of different today. I'm Brandon David, your host, as always. If you don't know, we do a twice uh, monthly podcast featuring all the founders and investors in the cannabis industry. We've been doing it for years. I think I recorded episode 130 uh, last week. Big ups to all the guests that have been on. Thank you so much for educating me. We've recognized a new space, uh, a new void uh, in the cannabis uh, media space, and that is that there's very little editorial. There's lots of news releases, press releases. God, my my inbox is full of press releases every day. Um, and then we have really lifestyle type stuff like yoga and where to get your CBD and wellness and stuff. But, but. Oh, we're going to get to the markets in a few minutes. Hold on for that, Happy Wolf. But there is no one, or if there is, please let me know. But I have yet to come across very much editorial, anybody with any kind of opinion in this industry. And I think it's about time. Uh, I'm humbly going to say I think I'm a good person uh, to have that conversation. So we're going to call this IC News, Investing in Cannabis News. Uh, we're going to do it. Uh, every other week, so you're going to get an episode one week, then you're going to get uh, an IC News uh, the next week. Um, we're going to do them on Instagram Live, and we're going to have some guest hosts from time to time. Today it's just me, but we may have a back and forth kind of crossfire uh, kind of situation coming up soon. Got some cool guests that I think you guys are going to like too. Um, so anyway, let's jump into this. The idea is to make it kind of short, make it kind of direct, just a couple topics, um, and my my two cents in the world, my, my, what I'm feeling. Um, so the first one that I'm sure everybody that's tuning into this live is going to be aware of is the crazy state of the California black market. Uh, it's really, really wild guys. A couple years ago, um, when we approved prop 64, when we brought legal cannabis to the forefront, I don't think anybody anticipated the black market would be the way that it is today. Of course, people thought it would persist. This is California. We have a long, deep, rich history of cannabis and those sort of gray market, duty-free offerings are there. Everybody still has their guy, right? Um, but I don't think when we passed that law that we expected the black market to persist quite in the same way. And it's really creating quite a few problems uh, for legal cannabis operators in, in California. Pretty radical stuff. So I was reading a stat the other day. Now, bear with me. None of the stats in the cannabis industry are that accurate. I'll have to say that. But two thirds of cannabis sold in California this year was from the black market. Think about that. That's wild. Two thirds. Now, I understand why. I mean, it's safer than ever to sell illegal cannabis. No one's cracking down on this. Farmers are allowed to basically do what they want. They're supposed to have cultivation permits, but who is enforcing? What is the? Where are the resources to do this? It's too easy to sell some legally and some do a dude. And that's what's happening. Two-thirds of cannabis. That is wild. 
And from the consumer perspective, I, I get it. I mean, it's cheaper. You've had your relationship. You've had that dude coming to your house for years. Why change now? What, what's the upside to change now? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit because there are some really, really good reasons to support legal cannabis. Um, but it seems that this is mostly a problem in Southern California, which is interesting. I'm in San Francisco today, but I spent a lot of time in L.A., and it's actually not the storefronts, but there's just all these illegal deliveries, delivery companies. Weed Maps just got called out for this, got penalized for this. Uh, but you can go on Craigslist, you can go anywhere, and you can get you can get pretty damn good cannabis. In most cases, it's the same cannabis that's hitting the retail store. So why do you want to buy it legally? Well, first of all, somebody just messaged S. McFadden. It's tested. So... Actually, the, the testing uh, policies, the testing requirements are more stringent in California than they are for food. Just think about that. The cannabis that you buy legally is tested more rigorously than the food you eat, organic or not. So that's one reason. you got to know what you're smoking. Look, it's rare, but there are instances where cannabis can be laced with things. You don't know what you're getting when you buy it off a dude off the street. But people are probably saying, oh, well, I know the grower directly. I've been using this guy for years. There's nothing laced in it. It's all good. Well, there's some other reasons. We all voted, we all wished and hoped that this would become legal, that we would have the day where you could go to the store and you could purchase cannabis, not medically, not semi-legally, not this, not that, but legal cannabis that anybody could go into a store and can buy. So we have that and people should be using it. Support legal cannabis. This is what we fought for. This is what people went to jail for. Partake. Support brands that are going to be there for the long run. Uh, also, support smaller brands. If you don't buy from smaller brands, and typically it's the real consumers, the real enthusiasts that appreciate the value of the smaller brands and purchase them, support them. Otherwise, they might not be here anymore. We're all going to be smoking select. We're all going to be smoking, uh, you know, others that I won't mention at the moment. Not that they're that bad, but if you like good quality craft cannabis, buy from a small legal brand so that you can help them out. Uh, what do you guys think? If you send me an email, send me a comment, post your comments wherever you know where to find me. Uh, should we buy legal cannabis? Does it matter? Um, the answer is yes, <laughs> but we'll see if it can be enforced. It's really, really crazy uh, for a legal cannabis operator that's done all the work, got all the permits, followed all the rules to now just, I don't know. It's got to be a crazy feeling, crazy feeling. Um, all right. Next topic here. Somebody mentioned the markets and how they're getting hit really hard. They are getting hit really hard, uh, but it's for kind of an interesting reason. I mean, first of all, uh, recession is in the air. Uh, and I think uh, the stock market has been down uh, a little bit from here to there, but um, particularly in cannabis has been hit hard. Uh, and this is for kind of an interesting reason, I, at least I believe. Um, you saw that Brucey got fired from Canopy, from Canopy Growth. Um, he got Steve Jobs from his own company, which, look, I understand how 
companies work, how corporations work, how equity works. But it's just crazy to me still that there's this corporate trickery that you could get kicked out of your own company that you started, that you founded. I just read uh, the Phil Knight book, the founder of Nike, and uh, he talks about how that's like his worst fear ever. Um, And it's still wild that that happens, Steve Jobs. And and now it's happened to Brucey. Um, But as a result, the canopy stock has really suffered, which brings up the question like was bruce that important and was is canopy growth really worth that much less today than it was before bruce got fired uh i don't think so still the biggest cannabis company in the world producer eric says i should buy more we'll see i think i own a pretty good amount today uh but maybe the more interesting thing is about what it's done to the rest of the cannabis financial industry uh Canopy seems to be a real bellwether for the rest of the industry. And I don't understand this chain of events. It's all emotional. Bruce gets fired. Canopy stock goes lower. All the other cannabis stocks go lower. Again, do these cannabis companies have less value today than they did before Bruce got fired, before the canopy stock dropped? I say no. So I think what that means is this is a real... uh, Real buying opportunity, right? It's a real opportunity. If you got some cash, throw it in. What's Bruce going to do next? That's the question uh, that S. McFadden asked. Thanks for participating today, man. Tell your friends if you're having a good time. Um, What's he going to do next? You know, that's a really good question. I think great entrepreneurs, they take a little break. They step back. They they reassess what they want to do. And then I think in a lot of cases... They end up starting the same thing they had before because they become very successful at it. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce, when he's done with his uh, talking circuit and all of his press, he ends up um, starting another weed company. Not sure about that. But uh, if anybody knows if there's been any rumors or comments from him about what what's he's going to do, um, chime in. Love to hear that. Um, next topic. So this isn't necessarily a headline or news of today, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, The CBD hemp world is exploding. Uh, And for years now, people have been telling me that hemp is the future, invest in hemp. There's 1,500 end uses of it. Um, But now more than ever, really in 2019, the CBD craze is on its everywhere. I mean, gas stations, CVS, Sephora. Every time you turn around, there's a new CBD wellness health product. Uh, And I want to be on board. I want to be excited. Uh, I I want people to understand the value of CBD and what it can do for their life. But I'm afraid that uh, consumers aren't being educated in the right way uh, and that they don't really understand, first of all, the difference between hemp CBD and cannabis CBD. See, hemp CBD is legal, can cross state lines, you can ship it in e-commerce. But in my experience, it's not nearly potent enough to give you the effect that CBD is really supposed to give you. Um, In contrast, cannabis CBD, so this is CBD derived from the cannabis plant, uh, is very effective, very effective. And I feel it in a topical, in a tincture, even in a pre-roll of vape. I was just hitting this three to one uh, from chemistry, this tried it, it's delicious. They're not sponsoring. I just like their shit. Best full spectrum oil. They're out of Oakland. Great stuff. But anyway, 
It's everywhere. People don't understand this difference. And yes, asked McFadden, cannabis derived CBD is tested as opposed to hemp CBD, which the FDA hasn't even touched yet. They don't know what to do. Um, so where does that leave us? It leaves us in wondering whether all these products are being sold and are they kind of snake oil? Are they helping anyone? I know there's a lot of money to be made, uh, but is it short lived? My, my concern is that consumers have no idea what they're buying. They're gonna buy a hemp CBD product at Sephora, mm, fucking um, <laughs> CBD eyeliner or mascara, hemp mascara, and it's not gonna do anything for them. It's not gonna help, it's not gonna work. And they're gonna dismiss the whole CBD thing altogether and maybe cannabis altogether or hemp altogether. And the truth is in the right formulations and the right potency, CBD can really help you, can really change your life. But my fear is that people aren't going to like the hemp products, so they're not going to try them again. They're not going to tell their parents. They're not going to tell their friends. And this is kind of going to come and go. Is this a fad? Is hemp CBD a fad? Let me know. Weigh in. Uh, the, the last topic that we're going to talk about today, I told you this is going to be pretty quick. We're in and out here. Is, um experiential cannabis. The time has come, just like I was talking about with Prop 64 a little earlier, the time has come, the day is here when we can socialize and consume cannabis together. This is a radical idea. I mean, outside of maybe uh, Amsterdam or Prague, the idea of sitting in a social setting, a cafe, a bar, a lounge, and consuming cannabis with people like alcohol, is radical. And most places in the world, most places in the U.S., this is radical. But the day has come. It is here. There was like 80 applications just in West Hollywood for lounges, cannabis consumption, food, cafes. That's wild. That's wild, guys, that you're going to be able to go, hang out, consume cannabis, eat food, be served, act like a human, not in the shadows, not in your closet. It's it's wild. And California, it makes me really proud to be a Californian, honestly. Um, so they're coming and they're going to be awesome. And just be responsible, guys. When you go to these places, understand that even though it's the law and it's legal, we're still dealing with a privilege here. Most people in the world don't have this. Act responsibly. Don't be the guy that's stupid and gets too high and drives home and ruins it for everybody else. Tobacco and alcohol are scared. They should be, yes, because once people realize that socializing with cannabis is so much better and easier on your body and more friendly and more loving, uh... It's, I think alcohol is going to be hurt. I, it's already being hurt. I know that. That's why all the beer and alcohol companies are trying to get in the cannabis game. Um, another experiential thing was Outside Lands had Grasslands this year, uh, which I didn't go to Outside Lands. I've been a bunch in the past, but crazy, ridiculously successful. $1 million in revenue in three days. So if you're looking at the numbers, that's incredible. But beyond that, just what a huge step for music festivals, for California, for the California consumer. It's just pretty rad, guys. I mean, the fact that, I mean, people have been smoking weed at outside lands and at music festivals for years, but it's always in the dark, in the shadows. I'm nervous. I'm looking over my shoulders. 
purchasing cannabis and smoking it at a music festival, large scale with all the brands, all the marketing opportunities. What a time to be alive, guys. It's really, really, really cool. What do you think of experiential cannabis? Do you prefer it on your couch? Do you want to get out in the world? Is this how you like to socialize? Do you want to do it more than alcohol in public? Let me know. Chime in. Uh, this has been fun, guys. Like I said, this was just a little experiment. We're going to try to do this on Friday mornings, every other Friday. Uh, you're still going to get the episode um, every other week with a great guest like we've been doing for years. Uh, we got a question here. Any advice for someone living in Mendocino on how to best get into the industry? Look, the only way to get into the industry is to get in. Get in the game. Cold email companies that you like, founders that you think are cool, tell him, tell them, he or she, you will do whatever it takes for whatever price they name to get in, to be involved. Um, if you got to make it work with a second job, whatever, just get in. Be a brand ambassador. Be a trimmer. Do something, anything in the industry. Just get in the game. Any other questions, happy to answer. You can also email me anytime, be at investingincannabis.tv. I check it regularly. I'm a nut with my email and my screens. Uh, glad you liked it, S. McFadden. Um, tell your friends. We'll be here, let's see, not next Friday, but the Friday afterwards. And check out uh, the other rest of the episodes. There's 130 or so out there. It's good stuff. Yeah, positive. Stay positive. And guys, have a wonderful wonderful friday let's get you out of here with a little music 